Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be more productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. We also support drafts. So when you create a new event, while you're in the middle of creating that new event, if you just swipe the title bar downward, it will dock that event as a draft or a tab. And then you can actually do other things. That also allows another level of multitasking. Today on the show is Michael Simmons, co-founder of Flexibits, the creators of Fantastical 2. We dive into the origins of the app, what makes Fantastical special, and a bit on the future of the app. You can find more info about Fantastical at flexibits.com. A quick reminder that if you haven't had a chance to review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate you spending a minute today as you listen to today's episode to go in and review the show. Every review helps with visibility of the show and helping others discover this podcast. Without further ado, here's my interview with Michael. I'm here today with Michael Simmons of Flexibits, makers of Fantastical 2. Welcome. Thank you. So first off, I've had a lot of requests to have you on the podcast. Uh, you have one of the most popular calendar apps for iOS. Uh, can you kind of first introduce your app and what sets it apart from the built-in app that most iPad users are familiar with? Yeah, so Fantastical's goal, if you will, is meant to be the best calendar app, uh, the best experience and no frustrations. So what I mean by that is, of course, there's a built-in calendar built into an iPad or an iPhone or a Mac. You know, Apple has their own calendar app and it works just fine. And of course, it's free and built-in. But our app does a lot more and is a much better experience. So, for example, on the iPad, we have something called the Fantastical dashboard where you can view your events on the left. You can view your month view on the right and you have the upcoming days at the top. And when you want to add an event, we have a natural language parsing engine that's very simple and intuitive to use. So you would type in something like podcast interview with Tim on Tuesday at 11 a.m. I could even then add slash W and that would go on my work calendar. I hit return and I'm done. And the speed, ease of use, and again, joy to use sets us apart from the others. Okay. And uh, looking at the design and just... Uh, it feels thought out in the natural language. It's an intuitive thing to just talk to your calendar like that. Now, what was your original vision for the app and how it, has that changed over the years or what what came with version two that was a big thing that you were working on? Yeah, definitely. So initially when we designed Fantastical 1, it came out on the Mac first and it was just a menu bar app. So the goal was to quickly add your events and view your events and that's about it. It was meant to almost be a companion app to other calendar apps. Obviously, at the time, that was iCal. We were compatible with other calendar apps. There was an app called BusyCal. We integrated with them. We we're basically a complementary app. What we noticed was our users were asking for more. You know, we want this and we want that. Not only that, we were looking for it as well because we'd find ourselves using Fantastical and how great and intuitive it was. And then when we'd have to switch to using one of those other apps, We'd be like, oh, this this experience is terrible. We were like, let's do this and let's do that. And all of a sudden, little by little by little, we had Fantastical 2. Now, we did do Fantastical 1 for iPhone, but not for iPad. So when Fantastical 2's design concept was done, we had iPhone and iPad and Mac. But Fantastical 2, which is our current app, that idea is a complete, fully functional calendar app that you can do everything with from creating events, adding events, managing your events. We also have full reminder support. That's a big feature in Fantastical that a lot of people don't 
I think, think about because it's a calendar app per se. So Fantastic L2 is a full featured calendar environment, which is a lot different from what Fantastic L1 was. Okay. With the iPad, I believe, isn't the dashboard one of the unique features that's only there? Is that accurate? Yeah, the Fantastic L dashboard is exclusive to the iPad. So one thing that we do a little different, it's a philosophy that we have, we don't do universal apps. We have a lot of discussions about why we don't, but the short version is, is that if you look at the apps that are universal, the iPad version of the apps usually are just kind of iPad ported. They don't really have a specific iPad special exclusive, you know, it sort of ends up being the iPhone app kind of stretched for the iPad. Sure, there's tweaks and I don't want to marginalize all of the ones that are universal, but nine out of 10 times, it seems like it's just a ported version. And what we wanted to do is approach the iPad in a different way where the iPad is its own platform and has its own benefits because of that. And we created the Fantastical dashboard for the iPad. Since there's more real estate, what could we do to allow you to see more things? Well, we have the month view, the calendar, the list, and the day ticker at the top. We really feel it's a great feeling when you're looking at all of your data to be able to schedule your day. Gotcha. Now, what other design considerations were made for the iPad outside just, was it being able to see everything at once that the weekday and the, the month all at once? It was indeed things like that, but it was also, for example, when you're creating an event, you have more real estate to see the words floating into place and the event being created and what's around that date. You know, obviously have more keyboard space. Basically did specifically for the iPad and the larger screens, especially when you want to look like the iPad Pro and the 12.9 screens, we always try to maximize the app's functionality. So the short version is user interface. What you see on the screen is ultimately how good an app is. So the more information, the clear information, and the more helpful information you can provide with a bigger screen, the better the experience of the app will be. Gotcha. Now, what makes Fantastical smart? That's a big part of the app. You, you mentioned the natural language, but are there other kind of smart features within the calendar? Yeah. So to just touch on the parser quick, our parser is incredibly expressive, incredibly helpful, and incredibly natural. I still believe is our biggest claim to fame. What you type in pretty much how you want it will work. You know, even saying something like go trick or treating on Halloween, we'll figure out Halloween is October 31st. We really try to make it. And our goal has always been to make the parsing engine like a real person, like an assistant that you're talking to. From a user interface point of view, things that make the app smarter or better, we really try to place everything and show everything that's relevant at the time. So, for example, on iPad, again, you have that list on the left. That list shows today at the top and always auto centers at today because you want to be seeing what's now, what's upcoming, what's next. And little details like that in the user interface, we try to make sure that we're always kind of your friend. We've always got you covered. Gotcha. With the 12.9, is it just a matter of being able to see more real estate of the event details or when that, when that iPad hit, were there any avenues of new design considerations you could make for it? Well, we did start looking at certain things we could add to the screen with the additional real estate. But what we realized is just showing more of the list and showing more days and then obviously showing more information when you're adding an event was enough to make it feel that much better on a 12.9 inch screen. Yeah. And the split screen view has got to be a lot better there as well, I'd imagine. Exactly. Exactly. All the views kind of became better simply because it shows more and has a taller height. Gotcha. I noticed uh, that your app is localized in a lot of languages. That smart language feature, is that available in, say, Japanese and things like that? 
So the parsing engine is actually back to, you know, how we said it's a, kind of the crown jewel of the app. There's one really incredible design goal we had for the parsing engine, and that is that it automatically detects what language you want. So initially we had it where you'd have to pick your language. You know, I want to use it in French or I want to use it in Japanese or whatever. We realized that all languages have some difference, right? In other words, Japanese is going to use Japanese characters, right? Yep. French is going to have certain words in it that, that are just going to exist. And we were able to, with a lot of work, logically auto-detect what language it works. So yeah, the natural language feature does work across all the languages, but more importantly, it works magically detecting the language you want and automatically, or I guess automatically, giving you whatever you've asked for. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I have seen families where you'll have a conversation in two or two languages where, you know, it depends who who's talking to who, uh, they, they'll choose different languages. And that's really cool that the calendar can do that. Exactly. It's just like that. You tell it exactly what you want and what language you want, and it'll do the rest. That That's really cool. Now, search in Fantastical. I know there is a search within the app. How deep does it go? Is it uh, the titles of the events or, you know, uh, descriptions or how, how deep does that go? Yeah. So the search initially, when you try to do a search, let's say, you know, you type in, I don't know, a uh, picnic or something. The initial one looks for a title, like, you know, the default search is title because that's generally what you're looking for. Then you can drill down into location, invitees or all. And by all, I mean, it'll search every attribute of the event. So you can make it as granular as you'd like. And the initial default setting is the title, which is nine out of 10 times, I would say. Okay. And is reminders a part of the search or is that kind of a separate thing? No, no, that's part of the search as well. Reminders is definitely included. Okay. And speaking of reminders, how does it integrate with the reminders app, I believe is kind of where there's a pull data from there. Or how, how's the whole reminders yeah. feature work within the app? The reminders functionality of Fantastic Out, which as I mentioned earlier is I believe one of the most powerful features that people seem to overlook or I don't know why they don't care about. I think maybe it's because people who are looking to really do to do management or looking for a specific app. We have some of the best reminders to do management, I believe, in the industry. So let me give you an example. Yes, it, it does use the reminders app. So it's zero configuration. It just works. What you can do is these reminders are part of your calendar. So when you create, let's say, a to-do event such as mow the lawn on Saturday, well, when you have other events on Saturday, this task will show up with those events. So you have a really good way of scheduling your day. And the reminders that are part of Fantastical as well can be created with natural language. So you can actually type in to-do mow lawn Friday, 5 p.m., whatever, and it will parse that into a reminder. So when you're creating events or reminders or what, what have you, you actually can create events and reminders at the same time with the parsing engine by simply just adding the word to do at the beginning. So, or task or reminders, we have a bunch of different syntax, but it, it's natural, whatever comes natural to you. Okay. It does integrate with reminders and it's very tightly integrated with the calendar. And reminders you create within Fantastical. Does it show up in what the default reminders list or how, how does that work? So it does. So Fantastical works with multiple calendar sources. You know, you can use iCloud, you can use Google Calendar, whatever. The reminders that you would use would be iCloud reminders, which would then just show up in the default reminders app. Or of course, if you have Fantastical installed, you'd see it there. But yeah, like if you go to iCloud.com and use the web interface, it's under the reminders section. Okay. And something I just thought of is, is there... Any way to convert a calendar item to a reminders item? Like say you have an event that you want to turn it into something that's a reminder instead. Yeah, so there is on the Mac right now, but not on iOS. But that is something that's on our roadmap. However, I can't give any sort of commitments or, you know. Uh, right. Yep. 
information. Yes, that, that is something that, is, that exists on the Mac right now. Gotcha. Now, something unique to the iPad, at least on iOS, is drag and drop. What kind of implementations have you done for that? So the kind of implementations we've done are the expected ones. I mean, everything that you'd expect to drag and drop works. You can also drag and drop an event or a reminder, for example, in the list. So let's say you have something today and you want to move it to tomorrow. You can drag and drop that event or reminder and drag it to another day and it'll just redo itself. Being able to drag the items, even even on the iPad with the de- with the dashboard, you could take something from the list and drag it into the date and it'll reorder itself. So Basically, intuitive drag and drop. What you'd expect to work works. Okay. Any ability to like open the the Maps app, for example, drag a location onto event for it to add it to that calendar event. Yes. So yeah, exactly. Things like that. You can do split split view and drag things in. It's got all of the built-in stuff you'd expect. We always try to be a good citizen. I think. One of the reasons why we won an Apple Design Award and why we also are doing so well is we always try to be the best citizen we can in the ecosystem. So when there's a technology such as continuity, we leverage all of this stuff you'd want to leverage on your iPad. Again, back to continuity, you know, if you have it open on your Mac and your iPad, we auto detect that and it works. The drag and drop, the split view. We even support, I don't know, this is a feature just to throw it out there. We also support drafts. So when you create a new event, while you're in the middle of creating that new event, if you just swipe the title bar downward, it will dock that event as a draft or a tab. And then you can actually do other things that also allows another level of multitasking. That's really cool. Now, uh, something I just remembered as a frustration with the built-in calendar app, Sure, I'll I'll use an external keyboard and type. And sometimes I'll hit uh, command arrow to get to the beginning of that line. And and in the built-in app, you'll be jumped out of that uh, new calendar event to uh, a different week and you have to start all over again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so there are things that uh, I'm, I'd imagine your app does not uh, behave in, in a way that's... No, it does not. We, we, if our app ever behaves that way, let us know. We'll do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bug. We mentioned split screen. If you go to the most narrow portion of split screen, is it more or less the iPhone version of the app or how does it handle the scaling? Yeah, no, no, it is more or less the iPhone version of the app. We had played with a lot of different concepts, but at the end of the day, we had already solved the best thing, which is for the iPhone, which is day ticker, a calendar on top, list on the bottom, you know, an ability to add events, keep it simple. Yeah, a really, really tall iPhone, which is, is great. Yeah, and you get a much larger list, which is great, right? Because you yeah. can see more events. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, this fall, iOS 12 is coming out and one of the big things coming to it is Siri Shortcuts. What do you see as that opening up for Fantastical and the kinds of ways you can integrate with that? I said this a little earlier, but we're always a little trepidatious about announcing future development because then everyone stays on top of us and, and beats us up over it. But <laughs> I will tell you, we're excited about Siri shortcuts. You know, we're not exactly sure, but I will say a lot of people, as you know, shortcuts came from workflow, the app workflow. And there's a ton of stuff out there that talks about how to use Fantastical with these workflows, right? Which again, now going to Siri shortcuts are going to get even better. So one thing you can do is you can, you know, let's say Google Fantastical and workflow and look there. That's a good resource. There was actually just a good podcast that I want to give a shout out to because he's a great guy. I'm sure you know, David Sparks, Max Sparky. He did a, a new podcast called Automators. And on their first episode of Automators, they actually did a podcast on automating calendaring, which of course they featured Fantastical. And part of that was things like workflows. So I'll send you a link to that so you can have that in the release notes for your listeners. And I think that's a really good resource to kind of see the sort of things that are possible 
with Fantastical and Siri shortcuts and as of today, workflow. Yeah, absolutely. And a little bit of surprise, but Rosemary actually be the episode right before yours. Ah, excellent. She was very gracious and was able to come on. So uh, that was a nice surprise that uh, listeners of this episode will have already heard that hopefully. So uh, yeah. Oh, that's great. So yeah, so I think listening to that episode will give some great ideas on how you can automate and what type of things will be possible with Siri shortcuts. And of course, we are looking into it and we are trying to come up with great ideas of what we might be able to do. But a lot of the things are just supportable out of the box, if you will. Right. Yep. Because it's the workflows app and now you're able to trigger stuff via Siri, which will make it accessing it a lot easier. Well, and, and throw this out there one step further is we share the same database, as you know, as the calendar app. So if you can do things with calendar through Siri shortcuts, then a lot of these things will just automatically show up on your calendar. Like even if you can't do it with us, as long as you can do a shortcut that shows up on your calendar, then when you open Fantastical, it's there. Right. Yeah. Kind of back to the original idea of Fantastical. That kind of works with the Siri uh, idea of you're, you're using the shared calendar API or database, I guess, to do all this. Exactly. Exactly. Now, getting events into Fantastical, we just mentioned Siri shortcuts and Siri in general. What other ways can you get stuff into your app? As long as you're adding things to the calendar, then it will get into our app. On an iPad or iOS, you can use like UTI, you know, like AppHook, things like that. So that's why we're able to work with Workflow and these other kinds of Workflow apps, if you will. There's an app extension as well. If you go and look on our website, we do have a help book, just so in case anyone's curious. And we do have an integration with other apps, which gives you those URL actions and URL schemes. That's what I was trying to say earlier, my URL schemes. Gotcha. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> so we also support X callback URL, so you can call that. And we're even supported by other apps like Launch Center Pro, and we have full automation support. And then uh, anything else about Fantastical we haven't covered yet that you want to talk about? I mean, just at the end of the day, we have a lot of things in the works. I don't want to say anything more than that, but we have a lot of things in the works in the pipeline, a lot of ideas on how we can make things even better, and a lot of ideas on what it means to organize your schedule and your calendar. You know, it's sort of like we started with this input thing in the menu bar, like I told you with Fantastical One, that was just a quicker way of adding and quickly seeing things. Then we built a whole calendar system with Fantastical Two where you can use it for everything. And now we're kind of even past that thinking about the whole idea of how you stay organized and how you do things with other people and how you just manage your day. And we think we have some really cool ideas in that space. So nothing right now to announce, of course, but I want you and your listeners to know that we have a lot of things going on right now in development for the future of Fantastical. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm always fascinated in seeing how developers solve the the problems of organizing my day. I know there's a lot of solutions out there. And this is certainly one of the good ones. Really appreciate that. We build our app for ourselves, to be honest. That's how we start. We kind of say like, what do we want? And then as we're doing it, we do realize that we have a responsibility to users who are going to use our app because if they're paying us for our apps, then we need to give something really good. Hearing you say how much you enjoy it and everything, that really means a lot. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So for those that are curious, where can they find more information about Fantastical? And I think you have a couple other Mac apps that are available. Of course, Fantastical and all of our other apps they can find out about at flexibits.com, which is F-L-E-X-I-B-I-T-S.com, flexibits.com. And Besides Fantastical, which is, of course, sort of our flagship app, we do have two other apps. We have an app called Cardhop, which was just released a few months ago last year, towards the end of last year, which is a contacts app. And in the same spirit of what Fantastical does for calendaring, Cardhop does for contacts. So a natural language parsing engine that allows you to quickly find, edit, add, and interact with your contacts. 
And that's really the just really quick because because I'm excited. Sure. About it. Yeah. The magic in card hop. Sure, you can edit and sure you can find and sure you can um, in, uh, sure you can, um, you know, search or whatever your contacts. That's great. And we, we definitely have a better experience than any other contacts app. But the real magic in card hop are the actions besides, you know, once you have all of your contacts, well, what do you want to do with these contacts? Well, typically you interact with them, right? You'll have a Skype call with someone like I'm doing with you or you'll send an email or you'll want to send a text or whatever. With card hop and the parser, you can type things like call Tim, email Michael a ton of actions that are just there. So instead of having to, for example, go to your mail app and click new mail and then type in a name and then click in the field, you can just say email Tim return and boom, as long as you know, you've selected the right Tim, which generally Cardhop does knowing your patterns, you're ready to go and you're ready to type your email. It's a really, really, really fast way of interacting and dealing with your contacts. So that's our other app. And then our third app is called Chatology, which allows you to search all of your messages so all of your iMessages and any chats that you have on your Mac, it is a Mac app. And both mm-hmm. of those are Mac apps right now, CardHop and Chatology. Chatology allows you to find your chats instantly. And it's very, very, very handy if you do a lot of chats via messages. Yeah, I, I do wonder in the next you know decade or so with the more shared development ecosystem, uh, how much more simpler it will be to have Mac and iPad apps uh, at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Another day for that one, though. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, there you go. That's So, yeah, flexabits.com. And, um, yeah. Great. Thank you so much for your time today, Michael. It's been great chatting with you. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for your time and uh, appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of iPad Pros. Thanks again to Michael for his time discussing Fantastic L2. A reminder to review the show on Apple Podcasts and to share this episode with your friends and family that are interested in learning how to make the most out of their iPad. Thank you for your time. You can send your feedback to iPadProsPodcast at gmail.com or send me a message on Twitter at iPadProsPodcast. Show notes are available at www.iPadPros.net. We'll be back in a couple weeks for another episode of iPad Pros. Thanks for listening.